Hey guys, Alice here. And Yvette. And like many of you, every so often we have other shit to do. Yeah, like I have to watch porn for personal purposes for once. So we're bringing back one of our favorites that you might have missed. And after you're done checking it out, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes before the end of the year to be entered to win a free clone willy. Or clone a pussy. Now enjoy some vintage TGOM. This is Two Girls, One Mike. The show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast where we're destroying your childhood with The Simpsons. That was already destroyed by The Simpsons. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont, and here's my lovely co-host, Alice. Alice, how are you doing today, lovely? You know, I think Mo from The Simpsons said it best. I've done stuff I ain't proud of, and the stuff I'm proud of, it's disgusting. (laughs) That should be our new motto. That's going on my gravestone. <laughs> yeah. It's very fitting. And with us, we have a treat. We have a former Simpsons animator. And I do call Anna a treat regularly. Oh. <laughs> she is delicious. She Aww. is delightful. Oh, on that note. I mean, this woman looks like Angelia Jolie. So, And she doesn't accept that compliment. I'm just saying. She won't. She denies it. I love that you're wearing beer goggles to your own podcast. That's amazing. Look, I'm just saying, if I'm going to talk about porn for all the internet to hear, I'm going to smoke a little pot first. I'm in California. I'm celebrating my freedoms. That's a thing that's going to happen. But welcome. Welcome, my dear friend, Anna, former uh, Simpsons uh, animator, Simpsons alum, who also drew Simpsons cartoons all over my boxes when she helped me pack up to move. So she's a person who will even help you pack to move. That's how wonderful Anna is. Of course. That's what friends do. And thank you for having me on your show. And Anna, how long were you an animator for The Simpsons? I was an animator for <laughs> years. and um, So you started when you were 12. <laughs> I was an animator for 13 years, actually. Let's see, um, 98 through 2011. That's amazing. And okay, so there's an interesting backstory of how you got your job as an animator. I love this story. Okay, so my family's in animation, and I wanted to go into animation when I grew up. I thought I would go to CalArts to learn animation because that's, you know, I live two minutes away, and that's where you go, of course. It feeds into all the big studios. Right. So I decided, well, I want to have a job that will put me through CalArts and also allow me to pay for my house and, and let me live, so duh, stripper. So I became a stripper during the night and a life drawing model during the day. And the place that would hire me would usually be CalArts, interestingly. The one day shift, though, that I had to have at the club was when these guys from King of the Hill would come in. And at that point in time, King of the Hill was on the second floor of Film Roman and The Simpsons was on the first floor. And I didn't even tell them that I, you know, wanted to get into animation, but... I was sitting down with them, and one day, this other girl I worked with just points at me and goes, oh, you know, she draws. And one of the storyboard <laughs> artists, understatement, was like, uh, oh, really? Well, I'd, I'd like to see some of her stuff sometime. And I said, well, you know, I have my sketchbook here with me. I do gesture drawings of the girls when I'm not on stage to get my chops up. And he said, well, grab it and let's look at it. And so I grabbed it. We looked at it. And he turns to me and goes, you should take the character layout test for The Simpsons. And I said, well, that's ridiculous. I can't. I couldn't possibly. 
I couldn't possibly. And I had applied to CalArts a couple of years previously, and they had rejected me because my life drawings were not good enough. <sighs> Boo, CalArts. Boo. Uh, it's interesting because CalArts apparently had higher standards than um, where I went to work eventually. So he looks at me and he goes, you don't have to go to CalArts to get a job in animation. I didn't go. What we can do is I'll give you the model pack. You can spend your time studying it. We can go through the process of animation. You can take the test in a month and a half. Why not? You know, it's worth a try. And yeah. I said, okay. So for the next month, I spent my time not in the club and not doing life drawing modeling for Cal Arts, the place I had been trying to get into, practicing drawing the characters, you know, all the do's and don'ts, learning the process of animation firsthand, took the test, turned it in, and a week later they called me up and hired me and I had to go into CalArts and tell the dean and the teachers starting next month I cannot work for you anymore as a life drawing model because I got a job animating The Simpsons. Oh, man. Everybody there was very supportive. The students were very supportive and the strip club I worked at was incredibly supportive. That's the owner so cool. came by, put his arm around me, and he was like, I always knew you'd get into, you know, our girls don't stay in strip clubs. You know, Sierra is getting her degree in computer science, and Janet's getting her degree in psychotherapy. <laughs> They're all future lawyers. It was so nice of him. I love it. That's so cool. And that's it. I love how supportive the industry is. It can be. Yes. It's an amazing story that, uh, first, luckiest shift ever. Very lucky. It's nice that the guys from King of the Hill were so welcoming. That's fantastic. Yeah, animators generally are. I mean, it's this interesting mix of you're incredibly artsy and creative and crazy and you spend your time <laughs> drawing fun things, but you also hold down a nine to five job with daily, weekly deadlines, especially working for that company. The Simpsons has been going on for 30 years now. Yeah. I mean, people have it's fallen insane. in love had families, had kids. The kids are growing up now. Like, we all know each other from decades past now. So it's, wow. and that's not something that can be said about really any other job in animation. I feel like whole casts must have turned over now in terms of animators at this point, right? No, there's a lot of people who are still there from the wow. early days. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And they are awesome people. Wow. Now, since you were there for 13 years, are there any scoops or behind-the-scenes things that you can share with our listeners? Mm. Anything fun, anything, I don't want to say porn or sex-related, but <laughs> if, if it happens. I want to know that people doodled the characters banging. That had to be a thing. Someone has a side hustle of animating Simpsons porn. I'm really trying to tread this very <laughs> carefully. I don't know what's coming, and I'm... This is what I'll say. We spend a lot of unpaid hours at the job because budgeting is what it is. And doing so, sometimes you'll have office pranks and, <laughs> you know, cubicle cartoon wars. And so there'll be maybe a week or a month or a few months where you're going back and forth with another artist, maybe about, you know, seeing who can draw the raunchiest versions <laughs> of the characters. And I actually cannot tell you 
what some of them became because it's so much darker. Patreon content. <laughs> no, and I have copies of them <gasps> in my attic. Oh my These are fruits that the world must not... Can you show me next time I come to visit? No, well, maybe you. Oh, damn. But you have to sign an NDA because this I will. Is, these are fruits that people must not enjoy. This is I'll sign whatever I have to. I have to see this. You know, it just happens. And, you know, if you if you draw cartoons for a living, it just happens. You just do this with your friends. It's, I mean, I can imagine the obvious, like Krusty the Clown, autoerotic asphyxiation. You know, that's going to be a thing. But I mean, would it be autoerotic asphyxiation or, or him trying to kill himself? We would never know. Well, his dick is in his hand, so then again, you're right. It could be either one. It could be sad masturbation, and at the same time, he was like, you know, let's just be efficient. It would be an overdose of Viagra. <laughs> he does have that heart condition. Or wait, did he have open heart surgery or heart transplant? I forget. You know, it's Dr. Nick. There's no telling. You know, I should know this, and I don't. <laughs> I just work on the show. <laughs> McBain and his twin brother having sex with cyborgs. Oh guns God. blazing in the air. Oh, yes. Him balls deep in a hog. Speaking of, let's get to the porn. So, I mean, okay, well, we did cover Simpsons porn today, and we didn't watch cartoon Simpsons porn. No, 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 no. These people were, they were yellow. They were yellow. Someone inked them. They were beautifully yellow. I don't know what industrial strength paint they used for this, but somehow Evan Stone's dick stayed yellow through some thrusting. I'm just, I have questions. What was amazing to me, though, is I went down the rabbit hole of cartoon porn for kicks and giggles because we're to discussing Simpsons porn today. Natural. Okay, so first off, did you know that millennials watch more porn, specifically 144% more than our parents did? Doesn't surprise me that much. I think it might be that we're more comfortable with it in general. It might be the availability, too. Yeah, we grew up with the fact that this is something that's normal. Porn used to be you got it from a nudie bag that you had to buy over the counter from the person that knew your parents, or you had to go to a dirty theater where, you know, they'd kick you and Pee Wee Herman out, which Aww. wasn't fair. He was masturbating in a place where people went to masturbate. Let's just That wasn't fair for Paul Rubin. No, so. not at no. all. So here's the amazing part. So as I'm reading about the history of cartoon porn and the psychology behind it, Little do I know, I'm reading this quote about, you know, the different erotic illusions that are freed from constraints of reality, etc. The fucking name is like my boyfriend's therapist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so does I have questions. That's all I have to say. Well, was it well written? It was exceptionally well written. Don't get me wrong. And he's really popular in his circles. I just didn't realize that he had a hot take on cartoon porn. I wanted to know if this was like his your boyfriend's therapist specialty and if there's anything we should know about him. Does he have particular tastes? Has he ever asked you, could you be a little more two-dimensional? Has he, has he requested that? Well, let me put it this way. If I ever need to uh, go into full uh, Simpsons character, definitely taking tips from this specific porn on how to do that. Yeah, mm. it was interesting to say the least. Oh, it yeah. It was. You can tell it was created by fans. 
I'll put it that way. This came from Wood Rocket, and we love Wood Rocket here. It wasn't from Wood Rocket. It was from Hustler, oh. and they hired oh. Leroy to do uh, the writing and directing of this specific porn. My apologies to Hustler, but yeah, we love Leroy's work here. We enjoy it. We've come to be fans of this particular pornographer, <laughs> but the parodies are also well done from him, so they're great. Let's get into just describing the plot briefly. Basically, Homer meets someone under a bridge, and we hear him go. Mm-hmm. Donut. And he trades off this glazed donut for something labeled Margin Homer sex tape. Thus is the genesis of our story. And we never see Homer's face. This thing is all pretty much done from his point of view, including a, an amazing oral sex scene that we'll get to later. Right. I laughed so fucking hard. There were times where I was wondering, I was like, wait, is that belly real? Or are they just like strapping a pillow yeah. on? Now, I know that men don't tend to gain as much weight around their legs as they do around their guts, but his legs seemed quite trim. So I don't know if they were just faking the Homer gut or not. Either way, we love all body types here. I'm pretty confident they were. It was very round. It was very, like, I would say on model for the character. Uh, I mean, who knows what the actor's body might look like, but they had a kind of a almost perfect circle going down for his work shirt, I would say. Exactly. So even when he was laying at times, I was like, this is too... Perfect. Is, you know what? Is this like muffin top gate or something like that? Like potbelly gate? This is dedication to a craft. Look, obviously this actor is not the Christian Bale of porn. He's not gaining weight for this role. You know what? I think padding is perfectly acceptable. We start off the thing. We get Homer uh, and Marge. Marge is testing out a new camera and it's making her frisky. Right. Yeah, I can totally see why this is so popular with so many celebrities like Pam and Tommy Lee and Kim Kardashian and Sarah. Palin's porn star lookalike. This is the opening line. Well, before that, we cut to the a redone, not copyrighted Simpsons opening theme. Oh, yes. With slightly altered uh, script as well. And then yep. we get to what looks like an empty industrial park kind of made to look like the living room, yeah. which is, you know, again, dedication. You have like this, just as an animator, it's, it's interesting to get the sailboat painting done. They're dedicated to realism in their yellow toned cartoon to real life pornography world building we're immersing ourselves in this universe right Mm, i like it and in this universe one of the things i personally loved is so marge as you were mentioning you know she's playing around with homer's new camera (laughs) and her voice can we talk about that voice? It was pretty damn good. It's too rasp. I can't do it. Like, there's a rasp to it. Tell me. No, no I, I can't. <laughs> Anna. So Julie Kavner's, okay, so the Bouvier sisters are some of the hardest people to do. Everybody has their Simpsons impressions. Homer is relatively easy because you just press your tongue up against your teeth and gently keep going. But, you know, the Bouvier sisters are, especially Marge, are really hard. Patty and Selma are like, always the bridesmaid, only occasionally the bride. Wow. It's time to learn the truth about men. That's really good. There's a bark to it. You're going to kill your vocal cords doing that eventually. Right. There's a bark to it. And it's so cigarette-y. But Marge has that tone in her voice. She hasn't been smoking packs of cigarettes since she was in grade school. So she still has that that thing. And Julie Kavner has such a specific tone yeah. to her voices that it's really hard to do an impression. And oh, yeah. 
the actor did a smash bang up job for, and I, I do not mean this in a condescending way at all, but for what this project was at the time that it was, it, it was a very good job. The actress was Andy Sandimas, and she not only kept the Marge voice in the beginning when she was doing the lines, but also, and this is an issue I had with Ghostbusters where you had... The character... Um, there is no Dana, only Zool. Yeah. So the Zool voice was only in the beginning and then not throughout the sex scene. Here, the actress was able to do the Marge voice while having sex. That is fucking acting. Most people can't keep their own voice when they're having sex. <laughs> people have seen my voice now on the internet of oh, how geez. I sound when I'm... Alice yeah. hopped on a motor bunny at the AVN and the video of it went viral on Lively. Go watch Alice have an orgasm. <laughs> it was. Congratulations. It's so, Alice's first foray. She's just, she's sticking the tip into porn. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's seeing if she likes it. Here's a kicker. I realized, by the way, I fucking like, I opened live like I was a number one thing with like over <laughs> 300,000 views on the main page. Could some of those people come follow our podcast? And uh, on top of that, I was on like the front page of World Star Hip Hop and I had people who I hadn't spoken to in over a dozen years text me and say, oh hey, I saw you on World Star Hip Hop. Oh How you doing? God. But it's... my favorite so far is I'm still waiting for this. So my father, I know for a oh, Oh, no. In fact, oh he God. goes on live leak every day. <laughs> oh, hi, daddy. This is what I'm doing in my free time. Oh, dear. I know my mother already has tried. When I told her about the podcast, she, she said to my father, oh, Ziggy, she's not doing porn. <laughs> <laughs> Two days straight on the front page of Live Leak. In your defense, your pants are still on. I mean, at worst, you are tribbing with a robot. See, that's not pornography. That's robotics. I'm teaching sex ed. I don't know how to cover this at this point. Robotics are wonderful. And I, for one, accept our robot orgasm giver overlords. <laughs> <laughs> Just a side note, get yourself some sex toys. If you can give yourself an orgasm, you're going to make fewer bad decisions about who to go home with. My boyfriend just bought me two of the best vibrators <gasps> I've had. Ooh. Oh, let's, we like to hear about vibrators that people like. Let's hear what are the what, model numbers. Megan model. You caught me right uh, flat footed. I don't have those available. One of them I think is the rabbit. Ooh. It has the little rabbit, but it goes- That's a classic. Yeah. I feel like I might've had a rabbit forever ago, but I, I need a stronger motor. Mm. <laughs> now I'm just curious what the- I'll ask later. Okay. I'll look those up. Good boyfriend who gets a good man. I'm impressed. He's a good one. Get yourself a man that's not intimidated by robots. Exactly. <laughs> He is an engineer, so he's not ah, so much intimidated. He can control the robots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so back to the porn. <laughs> so we have our Marge decide to get a little frisky and let her hair down. And by the way, I love this transition. <laughs> yeah. She had her hair. Can someone describe it? She had the Marge hair initially. She has the Marge hair, and then it's just a cut to the POV of her in front of the Homer and her hair is down. It cascades down as she's dropping to her knees in this beautiful, look at Marge, she's letting her hair down moment. It was so well cut. <laughs> I'm impressed with the editing work. Good job. Likewise. I, I had to break out into a little bit of applause at that one because it's like, oh, okay, that's a nice touch. So speaking of touches... <laughs> 
<laughs> I had a problem with Homer's penis being human flesh colored. I call continuity error. Yeah. Especially considering how yellow the other dicks were. Yeah. The, I mean, and all the clitori, uh, clitorises, clit- clitoropodies, all the clits were yellow. Every flap literally <laughs> painted. I couldn't believe it. Now I am exceptionally disappointed going back now to, what was it, Not the Wizard of Oz, where they didn't color the Wicked Witch of the West, uh, her vulva green. Now we know it could have been done. She just didn't take the extra step. Letters to the editor. Strongly worded. There is a chance that the green dye uh, was something that should not have been applied, quote, internally. And even though I know that the outside of the vulva isn't, there is a chance that there could have been more complications with that. So different Mm -hmm. chemical. This is why we have a chemist right. online in case somebody has to talk about colored dyes on Simpsons. Oh, my God. This is what I'm doing with my life. We can write strongly worded letters to the editor on your behalf if that needs to happen. I appreciate it. We need to make sure that the vulvas are, are all matching. I was impressed with how long the paint stayed right. on. I mean, that must have been like an airbrushed thing. That wasn't just some off-the-shelf Ben Nye stuff. That was cleanly airbrushed, no crinkles, no nothing. Even on everybody's junk, it did wear off, you know, just from friction. It but stayed on through cum shots. It was impressive. This was something at the beginning, and I feel like I couldn't tell if they were showing off Marge's boobs or if they were showing off the paint because she's wearing this dress and she pulls down the top of it. Cute little, you know, very similar to the dress she wears on the show, only, you know, shorter because it's porn. But like she uh, pulls the thing down and she starts rubbing her boobs. And I'm like, are you just showing off how good of a fucking paint job you did? Because if you, if so, yeah. you know, well played. I'm <laughs> Waiting for the yellow to smear or something. And she's like, she's grabbing at herself and like she's rubbing. And there are a few times where it gets a little rubbed off on some spots, but almost never. I was actually wondering in the beginning with that if it was color correction in editing. But then you start to see little places on the shoulders or wherever where it start with the flesh tone is starting to come through. But I still wonder if it was just the lighting or whether it was color correction, but everything, even the flesh toned bits (laughs) were somewhat pale and pallid and colorless so it could have been like a color balance thing that they used as a base yeah i mean there's a chance they enhanced i think at some point we have to ask leroy but there's i think there's a chance they enhanced but there's a scene later on with mcbain we'll get to that where i see yellow paint on the table that he's banging his his lovely on and this is from this scene so i'm discussing this now I have seen yellow paint on Marge Simpson's tongue. I'm just saying, I've seen this, so now you know this is a thing. You are welcome, or I am sorry. I'm not sorry. You're tuning into this podcast. You knew what you signed up for. (laughs) Now, this is what this will happen. You know those scenes in The Simpsons where they're like, they're in bed. You know, they've made up after, you know, whatever the thing of the episode was. And, you know, Homer goes, hmm. And they get under the covers and you just see them moving. Now I will only be able to see Marge with yellow tongue, which I think is wonderful. So speaking of Homer for a hot second. So they were dubbing a Homer voice. So they hired a voiceover Mm -hmm. actor for this. And it was incredible because we were all fooled. Oh, my God. I mean, Anna, like I thought they lifted shit. There's a couple of reasons, I think, why it sounded like it was lifted. First of all. It was a good impression. Now, again, Homer is kind of one of those easier impressions to do if you're a voiceover actor. It's There's just a way that everybody does not Everyone's got a Trump. Everyone's got a Homer. 
The other part of it is all of his lines were recorded ADR. What's that? Okay, so ADR stands for Automated Dialogue Replacement, and it's when you record dialogue separately. That makes sense. So all of his lines were ADR. They were not like on the same camera microphone that Marge was using. Mm -hmm. So they obviously used a different voice actor from the body actor. Part of the other reason, though, I think, is because the lines were actually incredibly anodyne. Like, they weren't lines yeah. that you wouldn't have heard from the show. They yeah. were a lot of like, oh, you donuts. <laughs> the sex noises, even, they sounded like they just could have been lifted from anything in the show. They could have just been. Yeah, they were lines from the show a lot of them. So it was like, for a moment, I'm like, holy shit, they just lifted Dan Castellaneta's dialogue. <laughs> you sent me that text and I was like, what? And I hadn't watched it yet. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be good. And I turned it on. I'm like, oh my God, what else is going to be? You do a completely different opening. You make sure that the copyright is uh, not being <laughs> infringed on that, but you straight up lift lines from the show. Well then, okay. Apparently you just need a different person doing the voice. <laughs> Yeah, apparently Josh Thomas is listed. Well done, Josh Thomas. We applaud your tip of the hat, Josh. And he nailed it. And let me put it this way. If you've ever wanted to hear Homer get blown, this is the porn. <laughs> yes. Oh, so many. But again, like they're not porn lines. All of the lines are dialogue that you would hear in the show. Yeah. And effects that you would hear in the show. They're incredibly, like, not, you know, NC-17. I feel like this was definitely made by people who know the show. Because there are two of the scenes in particular, especially the McBain scene, and we'll get to it later, the Mo scene. I felt like, like, the lead up to them having sex in the Mo scene, it felt like that could have been on The Simpsons. Like, and then they just would have dove under the covers. We'll yeah. get to that. <laughs> So let's discuss the McBain scene. So oh let's God. explain how this is set up. Marge is blowing Homer and Homer gets distracted right. and he starts looking at the television where we have a McBain porn parody playing in the background, which is kind of incredible because now we have, I mean, there's a show within a show on The Simpsons. Now we have a parody within a parody. Parodyception. Right. I was so impressed with the Number one, Evan Stone is continually impresses me uh, with his acting in these. He's blowing my mind. Yeah. Is that McBain? Yeah. Yeah, he was fun. He played the Bill Murray character in Ghostbusters, and he was okay. fucking hysterical. Like, legit makes me laugh out loud when I watch him in porn. And I, here's the dirty secret to reviewing porn. I don't watch most of the fucking... <gasps> oh, I do. It depends on the porn. Like, I, this one, I watched more than most of them because I was actually kind of... I, the body paint draws you in. Yes. I wanted to see the evolution of the body paint. <laughs> that was my... I'm like, it's like watching a train. Like, you don't know if the train's going to derail. I'm like, will it, won't it? Will it, won't it? I'm just waiting. <laughs> I imagine there there were a lot of touch-ups in between takes. Yeah. I hope they pay then makeup artist well. <laughs> that said, I wrote down all the dialogue for oh this specific scene. <laughs> it's this was so good. <laughs> it was so classic. You had McBain, you had like how do we describe Nancy? Like the hot the hot yellow cyborg wearing she looks like she could have been a a, a fembot in uh, Austin Powers in terms of the costume. Yeah. A cute sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing eye makeup. 
The eye makeup that they did on the women especially was impressive because oh, they yeah. did that un- that waterline with the white to open yep. up the eye even more and make it more cartoony. They had like the fake eyelashes to bring out the oh. cartoony oh, yeah. eyes. It's a nice little touch. Do you want to go through the McBain uh, dialogue at all? Because this was... Do you have it written down as well or no? I have it. I don't know if I missed any parts of it. I feel like you and I should go like back and forth with it. Do it. Oh, let's hear. Um, I have it started written down and I'm going to kill you and your partner. I have uh, McBain saying, you son of a bitch. I must have missed too much of it to get the whole thing. But Hold on. Why would I send you what I have? Yeah. Uh, wait, do you want to be McBain or do you want me to be McBain? <laughs> Do you want me to be McBain? I will be you, your McBain. Oh my God, please be McBain. Yeah, I had a Russian professor in college and I learned how to do accents. Basically, whenever I do an accent, it's not that I know the accent itself that well. It's that I had a friend or two and I'm doing an impression of them. You're just doing an impression of somebody doing an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's- yeah. Well, we had Arnold Schwarzenegger on the podcast accidentally. Listen to the Tom Arnold episode and you'll understand what we're talking about. <laughs> awesome. All right. So to set the stage, audience, for your listening entertainment, Yvette will be McBain, I will be playing the role of Mendoza, and Anna will be Nancy. Let's take it from the top. McBain? You son of a bitch. I'm going to kill you just like I killed your partner in that diner right before he was about to retire, right before you entered that illegal Korean underground fighting tournament. That was you? Uh, Well, Mendoza, I was too busy killing other fighters in the tournament that turned out to be cyborgs to notice. Well, you're not going to kill me. Then I get shot. I was wrong about that. You have the right to remain dead. I guess crime doesn't pay. That's where you're wrong, Nancy. Crime does pay in bullets. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know he had stolen the armored truck full of plutonium? That was him. Um, yeah. Well, Nancy, we'll have to find a new place to hide my plutonium. Like in your pants. <laughs> and scene. I feel like adding a little Borat to the like in your pants. Like that little, like, there was an uplift to that. It it added something. There is Borat porn. There's Borat porn. What was the actor's name who played McBain again? Evan Stone. Evan Stone threw himself into the part. Oh, Yeah. He's good at this. He was the perfect McBain. That whole scene had more pauses than a Harold Pinter play. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Like, okay, you've delivered your line now. I'm going to consider that. And now I'm going to respond. It was so good. The quality of the acting in these, and I mean, I know we've said it over and over again, but I can't drive this home enough. I laughed so hard at this one. And the newer ones, the parody ones... I would watch these absent the sex, but I enjoy that too. But like, it's, it was so good. He kept in character while he was banging Nancy. That said, while he was banging Nancy, I felt like we had some great angles. And I personally love that McBain talked about his dick in third person. I mean, that was very <laughs> yeah. McBain. Because of course McBain would. Take McBain's cock. Oh. <laughs> I think they spent the budget on body paint and they had no CG left over for the sound effects or any kind of of CGI for McBain actually shooting that gun. Like we just see like some dark liquid off screen just <laughs> and it cuts back to the guy who's dying. It's like, oh, well, I suppose he must have shot him. Carry on. We have sex to get to. Hey, there was a plutonium rod to bury and he was going to bury that 
<laughs> right. Priorities. I was very impressed with the body paint because when like McBain was rubbing like Nancy's clit, I'm like thinking, okay, something's going to move. Right. No. No. I kept thinking with any of the scenes where there was clit rubbing because there it's a little juicier down there than it is in the in the penile region of the world. Like just naturally. That, it is a self-lubricating oven, so to speak. I kept waiting. Nah. How? What is this magic? I think part of that, again, is going to come down to lighting, because that was some very fluorescent, light quality, kind of pale thing. And and I really am curious to... I have never wondered this about a porn before, but I am curious <laughs> about what color corrections they did on this to make that paint really pop. The one time where I saw like total flesh color and it's coming up later, but you know, since we're talking about it now, when we were getting a POV on oral sex on Marge, we see her opening up uh, the gates of heaven, so to speak. And we do see pink. So there's, you know, it's not an, the right. thought that it's just an overall, like we're going to put a yellow filter over this part of the screen, if that's possible, like that wasn't it so there's at least even if they did some filter adjustment there's right, it's very subtle either way how the fuck how like you know the musical wicked mm-hmm. in the musical wicked i remember how carefully they had to work on the green paint for that and i i read a, uh, an interview with adina menzel who played alphaba and they had to like someone had to carefully like unwrap you know food for her so that she wouldn't smudge her makeup so like look um. at how far we've come and <laughs> how far the cum went so <laughs> And the stuff was cum shot resistant. And we had an anal scene, too, with the yellow body paint. Also, did you notice this? You could tell which assholes were bleached through the yellow body paint. Yes! Oh, I had not considered that. We, we've seen a lot of assholes. Maybe they put a highlighter down there. <laughs> Got some pink markers. We could have a pretty pink asshole. Skip the bleaching. So, McBain, do you want to uh, throw the last line before we uh, go to the next scene with Mo? Now it is time to take my glistening muscles and fight some more Korean plutonium cyborgs before they try to kill my twin brother. Do it. Come on, Mendoza. Come on. Mendoza! <laughs> I am sorry or you're welcome. It's Look, the only voice Alice won't let me do. Stop it! <laughs> I do this. I will kill you. I do an Elmo. No. I no, won't this episode. No. No. All right. We're moving forward. We'll, we'll save it. We're moving it. forward. Let's move forward. So we're back to Marge and Homer. And Marge is dusting. And Homer says, it looks like you're playing housekeepers gone wild. Homie, what if someone were to walk in? Okay, that is. That was I actually pretty good. My, really? That's better than I've gotten. Homie, what if someone? No, wow. It keeps getting progressively worse. Julie Kavner's voices are the hardest ones to do, but yeah. that was a good attempt. That is better than I have gotten out of my mouth. And that's, uh, yeah. Well, the next we see, uh, so if someone were to pop in and uh, we see Flanders. Oh, I liked Flanders. I liked the yeah. Flanders guy. I was expecting a stupid, sexy Flanders. Like I was expecting that at some right? point or a no sexy Flanders, but. I diddly home. <laughs> I really wanted to have a Flanders sex scene. I was kind of disappointed yeah. with that. Because we've seen Flanders in the cartoon. He's ripped him and uh, groundskeeper Willie. Yep. Oh, yeah. Those two are like, I'm just saying we could have had one of those. That's a thing for the sequel. Maybe put a little, you know, bug in Leroy's ear. Leroy. Leroy. Yeah. yeah. Leroy. You know? we, we, want, we want Flanders. That was just okay. such a charming little bit. I mean, look, all I'm saying is this is how jaundice fetish starts. <laughs> 
As if there's any other way. We're not saying to give your man a bunch of Tylenol and then wait a few hours no, to no. see what happens. But, but, if but you we're do saying, that. you know, yellow is attractive. But if he does happen to take a little too much Tylenol, just wait a few hours. I have these thoughts, so I have this job. So we're in this seat, and, you know, it looks like Marge is starting to lift her dress, and she and Homie are starting to get a little hmm, frisky. Flanders shows up, Flanders leaves, and she's like, Homie, how about we pick this up later? So it, while it's not so neighbory outside, Flanders has already come and gone. Who else is going to show up? She lifts her dress, and then Mo shows up, and Mo is played by James Dean. And so. bear in mind that in the cartoon, doesn't Mo have a thing for Marge? He does indeed, and he calls her Midge which they did in this as well. Oh, lovely. This was made by fans, so. I feel like the Mo scene was the most, like, you could have taken this dialogue and plunked it into an episode, and it would have, like, it fits Mo's. There is something truly deeply pathetic about Mo. Yeah. Like, it's Interestingly enough, his environment was the most homey of all of them, like, both Marge and Homer's house and the McBain scene looked like they were filmed in, at a guess, a director's college buddy's industrial park that he's the property manager for, and they just happened to have it open for one day. But this one actually took some care to, you know, have kind of an environment for Mo that would be very Mo-specific, meaning, you know, sad. <laughs> and it was it was really interesting. I, I thought it was interesting that they chose Cookie Kwan out of the secondary model pack to do. I have animated yeah. her as well. And yeah. Why is Mo at Homer's place? Wait, is he at Homer's place or is he at his own house? So he goes to Homer's place to borrow his camera. Oh, oh right. Oh, yeah. okay. And then we go to Mo's place. And so Cookie is there because Mo is actually setting up. Okay, he is hiding the camera to record what, he, you know, a sex scene. The cute thing leading up to this is when he's talking with Homer, he says, yeah, I've got a date with the hot piece of real estate. And then it turns, I think she's a real estate agent. That seems to be the... Yes, she is. Yes. But yeah, he says, oh, yeah, that's not a... He tries saying it's not a uh, camera in the corner, of course So first not. off, she says that she definitely doesn't want to have sex with him because, you know, she would drop from number one on the west side to number two or mm -hmm. worse or worse first on the east side yeah. but That's he basically good. says that he's like eddie murphy in coming to america and is actually rich and wearing a mask the ugliest mask he could find and uh it actually comes right off so uh cookie says yeah screw real estate let's have sex and live happily ever after <laughs> as one does yeah real estate market sucks anyway let's bang I right. totally fall for every man who says, I'm just wearing an ugly mask right now. Real estate agents, has this happened? <laughs> Write to us at info at twogirlsonmike.com. I am quite impressed with James Dean's uh, Mo voice. That was solid. I mean, it was. It didn't make me go, is that the real guy? But it was a solid Mo. It's not Hank Azaria, but it's definitely a, a guy who spent practice time on this. I thought it was kind of sweet, to be honest. I would say it is either Mo adjacent or Mo light, but it is it is a good Mo. Mm -hmm. No, you can totally tell who it is. Yeah. He had the, you know, like the, the scowl and the heavy brow kind of going and, you know, the posture and the sadness that is Mo. <laughs> he practiced being sad. Yeah, James lives a life of pussy landing on him. He's sad is something he had to practice more than Mo's voice. All right. Actually, so do you want to hear something hysterical? Yes. So is this from the AVN? So then yes. Yes and no. So it's no secret that, you know, James Dean has also done some horrific things within the industry. Uh, had, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's still problematic. Here's a fucking kicker. So his first movie back in the industry 
Wait for it. The title is called Consent. Well, shit. Is this him saying I've learned or is this him saying... I hope it's just 90 minutes of him looking at a camera and saying, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think it was, oh, it was uh, South Park. There was one corporation whenever they fucked up. We just wanted to come on the air to say, we're sorry. We're sorry. It was BP and oh, it was yeah. after the oil spill. And it was, um, I can't remember the CEO's name now. We're sorry. So I don't know the backstory on this actor at all, but it sounds like there was a non-consensual thing that went down yeah so multiple times within the industry uh Yvette, you could explain it i don't know the full story on it but basically he had been accused of i don't know if it was rape or sexual assault or you know blurry line there but he was accused multiple times over of sexual impropriety um and like it feels weird to be praising his acting and his work in in an adult film whilst separate the art from the artist right it's like I don't know how we'd be able to approach every single one of the films we want to talk about, given that it's such a small industry, especially within parody porn, especially within the ones that have a plot and, you know, work around every single person who's been, you know, who might be problematic. And I mean, I know James Dean is not maybe problematic, but it's like he's in everything. Yeah, that's the thing. Also, there are so few male porn actors that you're going to run across all of them. There's like 10 of them. And we're going to have one out of 10 on our next episode. But my point is this, that you're going to run into everyone very quickly. And exactly what Yvette said, you know, it's a very, very small world. I like knowing this going forward because it might be a very small world, but I, I will probably, you know, if I'm watching a porn in the future and seeing this person, I would probably switch to a different one just to be in the moment and enjoy it. Yeah. But I like learning about this. So, you know, thank you for filling me in on this. It's a weird space because it's like, I don't know how comfortable you're supposed to feel enjoying the work of someone who's in, who's producing an adult, who's starring in an adult film. You're watching someone having sex and enjoying that. uh, And you know, or you're, you're aware of the allegations of them committing a sex crime. I don't know what the morally right thing on that is is it seems wrong but what do you do edit him out of everything he's been in let's get christopher Plummer. for me it comes down to probably just the consumer for my own decision i avoid i mean i avoid woody allen because i don't like his films (laughs) well yeah personally but um for me i wouldn't be able to get into a porn knowing that the guy was a rapey mcrape douchebag totally fair So I just thought that was amazing. So, but now, you know, our listeners have learned something. Yeah. Um, it's, so he's in a new one called Consent? <laughs> yeah, that is not a joke. Is it him learning about I I have so many questions. <laughs> I have yet to watch it. But again, I just hope it's 90 minutes of him apologizing. We're sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. We're sorry. It ends with a like, money shot of him getting cummed on. I mean, at the end of it, we're like I said, I just uh, the end is going to be an announcement. We'll be replacing James Dean with Christopher Plummer in all films going forward. <laughs> he will be Kevin Spacey'd. He's going to come out as a gay man now. He's not guilty. There are a lot of good roles that I would replace with Christopher Plummer. Honestly, I just like Christopher Plummer. Yeah, it's a good decision. So we now go back to actually Homer and Marge. 
And we see Marge starting to get a little frisky in front of the camera again. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a hot second, the camera goes into night vision mode. And we see Homer say, Marge, the camera's all green. <laughs> this really further made me think that these were lifted lines because it's like right. it, it seemed like it was an excuse to grab more dialogue. But well done. Yeah, it sounded like dialogue from the show. Yeah. It sounds like something that Homer would do. Yeah. Accidentally flip on the night vision. Yeah. Although I have to say, though, I loved right after that uh, where she was teasing him and saying, I bet you want to eat my pussy. Dive into this blue muff I have here. But it's not blue. (laughs) Continuity error. (laughs) See, now we know Marge is not a natural blue head. (gasps) I love the anger delivered in that, too. We take our porn continuity very seriously around here. I'm sorry. If you're going to spread someone's lips and, like, airbrush that yellow, I would like to think that if you're going to deliver a line saying you have a blue muff, fucking dye it blue temporarily. Like, get some fucking spray for that. I'm sorry. I am pissed, Leroy. They were more careful with the paint than my waxers are. I'm just saying. And somehow... They forgot the blue on the hair. I mean, you come on. Uh, Don't make excuses for this, Anna. Uh, I oh no, I'm <laughs> I'm I am not. I've as someone who's been in body paint, that's a tough one. Cause that is continuity. It it is in the script. It's a little like ah, uh, maybe boy, I have nothing. <laughs> Here's my next question. How do you feel about that simulated oh my uh, God. Marge being eaten out? I laughed okay. multiple times out loud. And it, this, this describe okay, it. Okay, so Marge uh, says, I bet you want to eat my pussy, huh? That's my Marge impression. It's awful. And here's the thing. Like, as I mentioned earlier, this is the first time that we see actual pink. And I'm like, all right, so this isn't a filter. And it's when she she opens up the lips all the way. And here's the thing. Like I said, we don't ever see Homer's face. Instead, she grabs, because we also use from his point of view, she grabs what would be, you know, his face. And it's just the camera. And she's pulling it down to her pussy. So we see kind of a POV pussy eating thing from what should be Homer's face but then she starts grabbing the camera back and forth on her pussy <laughs> and like it's just it's just funny because you know it's the camera like I want to know how and you know she's not being eaten out at yeah. all she's faking the whole thing right this is like and she there are times when she's smiling in a way that I'm like she has to be trying not to laugh like how hard were the people on set left like they didn't cut through all of that first scene i don't think when that camera's down there oh my god that was so like i'm i'm almost crying right now thinking about it so pov shots are always interesting to watch yeah there's a british show called peep show which is all done from pov from each of the characters to each of the other ones and they have tricks that they use for when two characters are making out and like angles and everything this was hmm hmm i mean (laughs) the grabbing of the camera moving it around like one would move a man's head around one's clitoris and and uh yeah it was just wow They fucking went there. Thrusting the camera back and forth at her vagina. She was gyrating her hips on the camera like one would do to some really good head. I was just, damn, they went for it. I laughed so hard. So much fake moaning. It was amazing. There are scenes where they're doing gonzo porn, which is just, you know, like 
I am like, all right, I know what I'm going to get for the next 20 minutes. I don't need to watch all of this. I couldn't look away. It was strangely mesmerizing <laughs> and oddly a turn on. Like, I don't know if I was laughing or turned on more. I was just, it was fascinating <laughs> to watch this. The interesting thing about this was, first of all, I've never reviewed a porn before. Most people haven't. We had until last September, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all kind of, but um, I have never fast forwarded through the sex scenes before. It's, this is my life now. I'm, I'm, quote, desensitized. And taken notes before and, you know, compared it to like, oh, well, that's on model. Oh, that's kind of not. Okay. Um, I wonder how they storyboarded this. Oh, they probably didn't. Uh, okay. Because you find yourself going back into that. Like, oh, what are the model packs? Did they do one for this? Did they do a... Oh, no, no, wait. No, they probably didn't. And some of the shots were not quite porn, not quite Simpsons, but just its own little thing, like the shaking back and forth. I think they all knew what kind of project they were making. This is one for perverts who love the Simpsons. There's no other way to phrase that, I guess. It was... It's its own beautiful amalgamation of both worlds. So here's my question. I've also never seen a parody porn before. Oh. We've seen a bunch. I'm guessing. We're connoisseurs. We have standards. Okay, good. Are they made to be erotic or are they made as a like, oh, look, they did this? I think there's a combination of the two happening because like we've seen some that are pretty much all fucking uh, Full Holes, the parody of Full House. We had complaints about that one. That was on Pornhub. That was the only thing I've ever seen out of the Full House universe that was worse than Fuller House. Oh, I have complaints. But then there was the Big Lebowski triple X. That was art. And there was really good fucking. Hmm. Okay. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. Watch that for the fucking cinematography values. Not joking at all. Ghostbusters was great too. And the the banging and the story was good in Ghostbusters. And Hmm. that's the thing. You see people have heart when they make some of these parodies. I think of like Clerks Triple X. You can watch that without the porn and still have a good laugh for half an hour. It's great. Clerks Triple X was amazing. Oh, that's interesting. Part of the reason that we're having such a kick doing this podcast, there's so much humor to kick out of porn. I don't doubt it. There are a million variations on the yellow dick is what I'm saying. Metaphorically, every movie has its yellow dick. And in this case, literally, in this porn, literally, we had multiple yellow dicks. There's always a thing to make a ton of funny jokes about within each porn. This one, we have the yellow dick. Each porn has its yellow dicks. Gotcha. I mean, not literal yellow dicks, but you know. In this case, I kind of love that we had a fake fat belly at one point. (laughs) We love and will masturbate to all body types. That's right. Yes. So we we wrap this up with, you know, a full sex scene between Marge and Homer. We never get to see Homer. The one position they could not have done was her riding him on top, like with him, his face from behind. I real, I'm like, do they have any positions they can't do with this? And that was the one I realized they couldn't handle. Oh, good point. I was like, what angles can't they do and maintain, you know, good cinematography? And that was the one I figured out they absolutely could not do. Actually, they could have, in the same way that they did the mirror shot of Homer looking in in the mirror with the camcorder and just have her face, kind of an upshot, with her face covering most of his except for the fake head with the two hairs coming off. Oh, Oh, you're good. But, you know, I don't want to Monday morning quarterback this thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm just saying they should call you in to consult next time. I kind of want to not only consult on a porn one day, but I want there to be a porn where Yvette and I are. Have you ever seen like the Thanksgiving Day Parade and you see like the parade announcers, like the parade? Yes, the MCs. We're rare on the sidelines giving the play by play. Yes. Oh, and there goes another penis into that hole. It's it's going to be great. When they're talking about floats, it's like, oh, and then now we see this in the background. Well, it's isn't it a beautiful day today? We've loved this character for years. We're now seeing James. No, wait. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> We're now seeing Evan Stone and Evan Stone and his dick and the measurements are. Who is it who who uh, who you got a message from the other day? Dr- oh, my God. I got a. OK. We have now seen like. We sat there for 15 minutes making dick jokes about this dick because it was the biggest dick we've ever seen. So let me explain. (laughs) So we're going back to me riding a robot and getting off in front of 300,000 people online plus. You perverts, we love you. Maybe a million plus. Jesus Christ. So a porn star, his name is Dread. He literally, he slides into my fucking DMs on Twitter. And this guy, like, he only follows like 300 people and he has like 74,000 followers on Twitter. He is an Avian Award uh, nominee. He's an XRCO winner. And his dick is bigger than my forearm. It's a fucking foot long. Like, I have photos where it's like women can't like wrap their mouths around it when alice first sent me a picture and this is this is the only time dick pics are acceptable is if you are in porn and you're trying to get on the show you know what i mean yeah i don't have to clarify this anymore Fair but enough. she sends me a, this picture or a couple pictures of it and i'm like my jaw fell open and i'm like even with my jaw on the floor i don't think i could get that thing in It's impressive. Like, I have questions. I feel this is a physics problem Mm -hmm. because I don't think most women have the square footage. I have so many questions. Has he ever hit payload? How? I've already told him. I was like, hey, just so you know, we're probably going to ask you like way too many questions about your third (laughs) arm. We want to know him as a human being, but we also want to know his friend, his penis. (laughs) He already sent me a photo of it with googly eyes. Oh, my God. Ask him if he has to get it insured. His penis should have its own Twitter account. It should have its own talk show. It should have its own Instagram. It should have its own zip code. It should have its own elevator shaft. (laughs) Ask him if it has to sign a separate contract when he does these. It asks women to sign an NDA. Mm. It doesn't want them to brag too much about how good it was. It has its humility. (laughs) Its dick has a dick and it's dick's dick. It's bigger than your dick. Women give it keys to their homes before they give him keys to their homes. I asked if I should send over a mic and I had to specifically say, no, 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 not your dick. (laughs) His dick won't take my calls anymore. I can't afford his dick. I blocked him, but not his dick. (laughs) I actually storyboarded his dick once. It was three pages long. It had its own dialogue. Warren Buffett is in talks with his dick to help stimulate the economy. When Trump says it's huge, he's actually just talking about his dick. About this dick. Not his. Yeah. Because we know. Not his, but this dick. We know what Stormy said. We won't forget. No, we won't. His dick is hung like a toddler. 22 inches, 7 pounds, 12 ounces. (laughs) We've got a few more in us, like the inches on his dick. In Hunt for Red October, all the underwater scenes with the submarine, his dick did the stand-in. His dick is actually a scale model of the Titanic. 
It's going down. You know, they say that you could see the Great Wall from space. You're wrong. It's his dick. <laughs> actually, you can see the Great Wall when he isn't waving his dick in front of it. His dick was actually laid down across the border to keep the Mongolian hordes out from China. But he had too much humility, and so he let them just build a wall. Trump is in talks to use his dick for the wall, but he's like, fuck off. This is mine. Right. <laughs> He's smuggling <laughs> asylum seekers in through his urethra in his dick to bypass the wall. There is a homeless family living under his taint. Right. <laughs> because he cares. We promised you people dick jokes. <laughs> We're giving you all of them. This dick is worthy of every dick joke we can possibly find. It is, it is the magnum opus of dicks. Oh my god. <laughs> like the first picture I saw of this thing, it was a woman giving him a blowjob and you know she had her arm around it. It was bigger, it was girthier than her arm. I'm not kidding. We're making these jokes, but I am I I wanna know which would hurt less ass or vagina or jaw after it's unhinged. I don't know. It's so big. We're all dying of laughter. You're killing us with your dick before even putting it near us. Dear God. Normally I'd choke from the dick, not from talking about it. What's worse, a hypodermic needle or his dick? They can both stop breathing. Oh, <laughs> I am turning a little blue right now. Oh my god, it's, I'm crying. This is bad. It's oh, I oh, his dick is a physics problem, an amazing one. And this is because I ride robots. Everybody was robot riding, <laughs> or just Alice. It worked out. Front of a million people plus. If you want us to ride a robot and get you in front of a million people, email us info at twogirlswomemike.com. We will ride your robot. We will link to this in the show notes so you can see me also riding said robot. Alice wants you to know that she rides robots. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, but I also blow transformers on the side. This is how we pay for this. Just making sure the transformers are well oiled. <laughs> Speaking of paying for stuff, so this podcast is free, but the mics we send people like Anna aren't, Thank and this much, guy though. and his dick, they both need a microphone. <laughs> we need two for... <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, that big of a dick can make noises just by swing. Does he walk with a limp? Which way does it... If it curves, could it knock out one of your ovaries? Oh my god. <laughs> so patrons, we we have patrons to thank. When he blows his load, he could have put out the campfire. <laughs> he can turn a corner, but his dick corners like a river barge. Speaking of corners, yes. his dick tried getting into male modeling but couldn't turn left. <laughs> So we love our patrons. Uh, so you can support us as well at patreon.com slash two girls one mic. And by the way, we have much more content. We have extra episodes on uh, our Patreon as well, just for patrons only. And it's only five bucks a month. That's it. It's kind of crazy. We want to go ahead and thank Trenchco Tardigrade, Chris Cafaro, Glenn Shriver, James Overton, Jeff Peterson, John Wingle, Mark Romer, Maurice Struble, Mr. Danks, Rich, Rowdy, Ryan Shamby, Sonia Eau Claire, Tracy Miller, 
and many, many more. Uh, you help us keep the lights on. You help pay for our editor, for our microphones, hosting, all that fun stuff. For our vaccine so that we don't transmit all the diseases back and forth to each other while we're, while we're having extracurricular tribbing. Yes. And also, by the way, if you can't give us a dollar or five, just tell all your friends about us because you know you're stealing some of these dick jokes. Tell all your friends who watch porn. So tell all your friends. Mm. Tell your mom and dad that, you know, you have a friend who uh, is on the Internet riding robots. Your mom and dad watch porn. They've probably had sex even. Who knows? Tell your mom and dad <laughs> you love them. I'm, I'm going to go peachy now. <laughs> Tell them you love them and you're sorry and line up a friend to wipe your internet history if you're the type of person who listens to us. Anyway, Already so, done. <laughs> are you familiar with the concept of a porn buddy? I am not. But is that someone who's going to wipe your browser history? Exactly. Sweet. It was from the British show Coupling, a character called Jeff, who was, somebody asked him, how close are you with, uh, with Steven? Not just close. He's my porn buddy. So Alice is my porn buddy. Nice. No, I, have, I have a husband, but Alice knows where all the porn lies. Is it bad if I watch porn on my work computer? Do you work from home? Nope. Oh. Uh, hmm. Depends on the company. I mean, do you work for Hustler? Maybe it's research. Considering we don't have an HR department, I, you know what? IT is enjoying this. Never mind. These are the kinds of questions you ask with, so I have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of friends when I have these questions. And this friend happens to watch maybe some porn on her, his, their computer. Uh, so bad, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely not in this state at another company. It's not a company per se. It's just, it's a guy in a warehouse. Is it bad if he watches porn? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> so this has been delightful uh, riffing on, on yellow and other colored penises for the course of the day. I hope that when you're watching The Simpsons next and uh, you, you think of that yellow paint on Mars's tongue and please go watch this movie we had so much fun if nothing else watch it just just for the scene of marge getting herself some head because my god i'm still laughing they knew what they were getting into also we're gonna have a guy with a really big dick on the show eventually well we're gonna have a lot of dicks on the show but thank you for joining in uh we love you guys and leave us a review because you know you want to anna where can people find you you can find me on twitter at maltese anna or on youtube Mostly it's going to be archery videos. Archery videos are cool. She taught me how to how to shoot a bow and arrow. I did. It was fun and I bruised my arms a lot. That's how we learn how to keep <laughs> our elbows turned in. Yeah. See, I, I learned it through blowjobs. You learn archery, archery through, through blowjobs? blowjobs? <laughs> oh, no. Keeping my elbows turned in. Never mind. <laughs> oh, I was about to start taking notes, you understand, on both. I'm like, is this how one aims straighter? Is there a thing with alignment of your neck? Like, I, who knows? Maybe this will be a new course, archery through blowjobs. Well, I'm, I'm curious about the elbows turned in on blowjobs now. It's very subtle, the thing in archery, because it's just this to this. Right. But with blowjobs, does it actually help the line of action does it maybe she's trying to prevent carpal tunnel i mean if you're holding balls for so long oh that's true you're a good supportive partner in many ways <laughs> so you could find me on live leak i guess <laughs> or no at a twitter at rational blonde where can we find you, you yvette at all the places that say at the cybabe and at facebook.com slash cybabe i science and i dick joke but you mostly dick joke come hang out with us on the internet and we hope we we hope we've only marginally destroyed your childhood today and or email us at info at two girls one mic.com 
<laughs> Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.